welcome to the James Bond Complex. My name is Matt. My name is Edgar. And I'm Jason Kim. And together, when we combine our powers, we become the James Bond Complex, a podcast <laughs> that covers the entire James Bond phenomenon from Fleming to film and everything in between. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hey. Oh, so tonight, um, today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this, uh, is our uh, end of month uh, debriefing. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. the end of uh, September. Actually, this is co coming out tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, the, the end of Last September. Last day of September, yeah. Yeah, September 2020. Uh, lots. Sorry. What's the song called? Wake Me Up When September Ends. <laughs> Who sings that song? <laughs> I forget. That's that was a uh, Green song. Uh, it is Green Day, yeah. Oh, Green Day, Day. Oh, Greenpeace. Yep. What the hell am I talking about? Uh, what uh, the Greenpeace is a band? I thought that was a uh, <laughs> saved whales or something. Yes, um, they're saving the planet. That's all. Oh, that's like James Bond. <laughs> like 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 James Bond. So um, this uh, what do you think? They uh, plenty of stuff to discuss. Uh, a lot a lot has happened. I was just <laughs> reading an article that completely threw me off because I was like, really. Uh, somebody vandalized Ian Fleming's uh, tombstone. Oh, what? Really? I didn't read that. You didn't see that? That that that, that it, it, it it made That's the news true. today. Uh, there's like a a statement. Uh, I think it's in in uh, Latin on on his day uh, on, on his uh, tombstone, and um, somebody uh, like removed that. And like people, some people think it's it maybe it's a. Bond fan that removed it, but I'm like, who's who's the idiot gonna, that's gonna put that in their collection? And oh look, I have you have to be a moron to do that. Uh, some people think it's uh, vandals that think Fleming got his money from like enslaving Jamaicans or something, and you know, whatever. High it's just theories are possible. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just stupid. I just I'm like I'm like really. I still have never visited his grave in in outside London, but I that's a site that I'm going I look forward to visiting or uh, with you guys or whomever or whenever we can travel. That is, yeah, yes, in, in that's the, the operative sentence to say. Some, sometime <laughs> in the future, that uh, place we all to go to. Sometime, sometimes in e sometime in the either not to or quite distant future <laughs> remains to be seen. Um, but you know, it's yeah. funny if I can just interject uh, maybe with the first topic of discussion because you you were at my place mm -hmm. Saturday, Matthew, probably for the last time for a while. Yeah, uh, I got and, a game. <laughs> I know, and we had a good day of recording. It was a good batch of episodes, but one of the decisions we made was let's not do a debriefing uh, today, which was Saturday. Let's let's do it in the middle of the week because maybe they'll announce something about No Time to Die. Well, they did. Yes. A they, podcast. They, they didn't announce just one thing. They announced like seven different things like within yesterday and today. Oh, boy. And released like seven different pictures since yesterday and today, a podcast. And it's apparently like a six-part podcast. And I'm not sure if they're releasing all at the same time or, or oh, it's weekly. day by weekly. And mm. then one of them is like about Dan, Daniel is Bond, one is Safin, one is music. And in the music one, we'll hear Hear the snippets of Hans Zimmer's actual score. I don't know if it's gonna be the Nomi score. I don't know if it's gonna be his rendition of the James Bond theme with Johnny Marr playing the guitar. But 
a part of his theme or whatever he arranged for No Time to Die will be playing for that episode. And then one's on one's on location, I remember, and then I forget the other one. So it was like villain, Bond, location, music, I guess Nomi and the Bond girls, and then I forget the sixth one. So five out of six is what I read. Well, the sixth one is the announcement that the movie's coming out in November 20. 2022 or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I am a little bit offended uh, that they are that they're releasing their episodes on Wednesdays. That's uh, that's our spot. So that's <laughs> that's no. They, no. Hey, but we, but you guys, not me, but uh, we, but I would say more so you guys. Uh, you guys built yourselves up for the past two and a half years, so they got some catching up to do. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Jason. We'll see what the numbers are like if they even choose to release them. <laughs> no, it'll be interesting. It's it's a cool idea. I think it's 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 that franchise finally catching up with what's cool these days. No, not that they never do, but you know, oh, here's you know, and we'll get to some other things on on our our list tonight. But one of them is like, oh, I know one another one of those that I'm not gonna buy because I'm never gonna pay that much for a bottle. You know, this is like, oh. A podcast, and it's a sh- it's an official podcast, and I'm sure it'll be a little bit fluffy. Uh, I quote unparalleled or unrivaled axis. It's like you know, come on, bullshit. But but I do like the idea, and it's, if it's well produced, and if you know Daniel Craig has one or two sentences that are a little bit different and interesting, you know, I'm I'm game. Uh, I've already clicked subscribe, so why not? I mean, I think yeah. Apparently, he's. I mean, from the clip that I heard, they shared, it seems like he's talking about everything from 2005 when he got casted to No Time to Die, not so much just this film. I mean, I, I know you could do, he could probably do a podcast on this film alone, but but it's more so like his journey as Bond. Because like, let's be real, like from all the six actors, he's the only one who actually has a journey as Bond, whether that was intentional mm. or not. Because like, thing is like, we see Bond, we see Daniel at the beginning of a double O career. We see Bond old and too unfit for out of service. We see Bond get back to service, and and then we see Bond retire and then come back to service. So we see Bond from what an arc. Yes. Whereas like Roger Moore, they played seven times. He was always that forty-five-year-old character, or or he played the character like he was supposed to be forty-five in all seven films. Whereas like Daniel, there is a arc Mm. because like. Because I remember like watching Skyfall trailer, my mom, my sister's like, "Oh, Daniel Craig looks so old now." I was like, "Yeah, he does," but I was like, "But that's kind of like the plot of the film." Yeah. Although that, I, looking back now, that were two films. You know, I guess since No Time to Die is a thing, you know, since we're two films removed from Skyfall, it is a little bit funny to look back at Skyfall, and that's the it's the middle chapter of this quintet, and he was too old in that one. Well, we've had two movies since then. <laughs> <laughs> little odd. I mean, that's, but Kerry Fukunaga describes himself as describes Bond as a quote unquote wounded animal is what he describes as. But uh, sorry, I cut you off, Matthew. No, sorry. The, um, I was just gonna say, you know, um, it's just an electronic press kit, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, still interesting, but I mean, they're trying to promote that movie as best as they can under the, the uh, circumstance. I'm still. I, I, I still don't think the movie's coming out. I I think it, the decision is going to be taken from from them eventually. This thing, as 
Edgar said, things that aren't improving here. We we were on lockdown for at least 28 days, and I don't see us going back to normal anytime soon. Uh, I I am um, I'm I, I'm realist. I'm not pessimist. I, I still hope the movie comes out, but I won't get to see it. I mean, I mean, Michigan theaters open next week, and things have improved. But overall, the United States has been suffering, and I don't even know if we'll even get tenant next week when it opens. To be honest, with you. or it's kind of like, oh yeah, theaters are open, but what's playing? Like you know, mm. like like does the theaters because, because the theaters lost so much money like during a six month shutdown? It's like, do the theaters even have money to buy a film reel to show anything? Yeah, it's a little bit tricky, but uh, certainly, you know, we sometimes you, you can't just look at the world through the prism of, of one's own city or province or, or country, but certainly in the context of No Time to Die, if it ends up being treated like Tenet was, which is, well, look, we'll release it where we can. Uh, you know, Matthew and me are certainly in a region where it, it's, you know, the 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 the, the um, intense lockdown is supposed to end at the end of October. But like, God knows what that's going to say. We will probably be like Los Angeles, New York, New Yorkers. What are people from Los Angeles? Los, Los Angelians, Los Angelians, LAers. Uh, LAers. Oh, <laughs> we'll be like Montrealers. We'll be like New Yorkers and LAers. Like we just. Well, sure, we'd love to see the movie, but nothing's open, so we're not going to go see the movie. <laughs> That'll be interesting, but uh, anyways, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I am I'm kind of with you, Matt. I, I still don't really, uh, I still don't really believe it. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it, even if it's <laughs> even if it's not in my city. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like UK, they're imposing some strict ass strict. Very strict lockdowns, like 10 p.m. curfews that you can't visit each other's houses and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see, I guess. I mean, uh, there's nothing we can do. Um, who wants to take the next subject? Because I think I'm... Uh, so I saw... So I, let's. So we saw two ads, two 40-second ads, or I guess mm. three, uh and I'll list them for in the order it came out. First, we saw the uh, featurette regarding Rami Malek's sapping character, and we got, and I finally got a more glimpse of what the film revolves around. And it gave his character. I I think it's Rami Malek's careful choice of words when he speaks is giving me chills whenever I see anything <laughs> regarding Sapping's character. And I mean, he was kind of like that in. Uh, when he played Fr- Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, but obviously a much different character, of course, but mm. both British icons, but in different realms, obviously. And next we saw the Nomi, the Nokia ad featuring Nomi when she's on her own, like, secret mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, great ad. I mean, I'll just quickly say, great ad, but Nokia phones are garbage, so I'm not going to bother. <laughs> Yeah, but remember that ad that uh, Naomi Harris did, uh, was it for Skyfall or Spectre? Sony, the, the, the Sony phones. 
has Sony phones and she's in the dark and she's I can see you and I'm like this is retarded because they can see you also because you have the light of your cell phone shining on your face it's complete and it's completely st stupid the context of this my movie yes I'm gonna talk to my phone and be very discreet no you're, you're talking to your phone they, they, they are actually looking at you they can see you because you have the light on your, of your cell phone shining on your face and you're like talking and it's going and every time you say uh, hey go go but Nokia but Nokia phones at the time uh, used the Microsoft Windows 8 pl platform so that's what that's what made the phone even more garbage than Aren't it already the, was the that no that was Samsung Galaxy 7 S7 Oof. The bat or oh, the, the battery, battery, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I love Sarah Borellas. You guys know how much I love Sarah Borellas, and she did an advertisement for Nokia's smartphones in 2012, 2013. And I was like, that's still not enough for me to buy that garbage phone. <laughs> and oh, by the way, I did meet Sarah. I took a picture with Sarah Borellas last year's James Bond global global James Bond day. So, so that's why I bring it back to Fleming like that. And finally, we saw the 42nd Omega ad, and mm -hmm. I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as the Omega ads from the Pierce Brosnan era, where they were a lot very creative in their advertisement. But I'm glad that we finally got a glimpse of what the gadget does, or or one feature of the gadget, because like that's what the at least I remember when I saw World Is Not Enough Omega commercial, which is to me the best Bond watch commercial to date, and you see like. The scene where like he takes the watch and shoots the pit and to mm. climb out of the silo and i and i remember when i saw that as an 11 year old kid me and my friends were like, oh that's like batman that's so cool and then and so like to finally see an omega ad that features not just scenes of the film but what the gadget does i was really excited about that so those are the well, now, now we know better when we see batman doing that we look up at the screen and go like that's like james bond exactly <laughs> Like or Pierce Brosnan, world's not enough. Yeah, that, so yeah, that's what I said when I saw Christian Bale with his utility hook. I was like, that's like world's not enough. So you're a spy, huh? Do you have a name? The name's Bond. Da -da -da -da, James Bond. What a weird delivery. Good movie though, but yeah. Um, yeah, those ads. I would say my of those three, my. Favorite was the Nokia ad. I, I'm a Google Pixel man, so it's, I'm, not, I'm not in the market for a phone anyway. So they're not going to sell me on the Nokia phone. And we had we already had our drive-by uh, review from Matthew. They're garbage. Uh, <laughs> but I did I'll like the. Hey, I didn't say that. So just. Uh, I, I think the, the idea of the of the, the, the way they set they're selling their their uh, their stuff is kind of silly. But I've never had Nokia phone. Jason, that that uh, I have I have a Samsung uh, whatever Samsung Galaxy Seven. Uh, better watch um, out for that. <laughs> I think it's a eight eight. eight I have eight. eight. I have an eight too, so it doesn't explode as well. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, thankfully. Hey, but maybe it's a cute gadget feature. It's like a grenade. Mm. It's, a, it's a grenade and it's a grenade. But uh, exactly. Yeah, I would. Time I would agree. I would agree with you, uh, Edgar. Is from the three I just named. Uh, the Nokia ad was my favorite as well, too, because we got to see, because I showed that to a friend who was a huge, to a friend of mine on Instagram who is a huge uh, Captain Marvel fan, and both of us 
were like, oh yeah, Lashana Lynch, you know, from Captain Marvel, you know, the Captain Rambo. I forget her name in the film, but uh, Captain Rambo. Uh, <laughs> Captain Rambo. <laughs> I, it's it's our name, but anyway, but it was, but uh, uh, neither of. But long story short, neither of us knew she was actually British until the announcement of the film. Because like she plays a very American soldier in that film, and and when I showed that at the Nokia ad to my friend, who's a huge Captain Marvel fan, she was he, both of them were like, "Oh my gosh!" Now I'm so excited for No Time to Die because like that's her. <laughs> I mean, and the commercial was really cool too, regardless of what how garbage Nokia phones are. But that's different. That's that's not the debate we're having here. I no, mean, she's like in that. Yeah, we got to see a little bit of her in, in obviously it's it's its own unique little movie that's not a scene from the film, but I would I'm assuming here that the tone of this ad and and the depiction of Nomi is going to re- be reflected will be will reflect in no time to die. So you know there's there's a bit of spunk there, there's a little bit of cockiness there. Uh, I believe you know it, that tells me that you know when you sign up for the double O when you send in your CV you know, you have to cocky, overconfident, you know, smarmy. You're hired. <laughs> I mean, she's like, she's riding the same Triumph, not the same exact, but a similar Triumph motorcycle that Daniel rides in the Matera scenes, and she's dressed in the full combat, like, kind of mm. like bar. It looks like barber, but I don't know if it actually is, but I mean, I have a barber jacket that looks exactly like that, so I will just say a field jacket. A wax yeah. nail jacket, which is really cool looking. And I don't know if it's a barber. I was looking at some barber jackets. They're, they, you know, they don't they don't give them away, but they're nice. They're nice. I, it's maybe one day if I can save up a, not save up. They're not that expensive, but but I know they're nice stuff. I don't know if uh, I don't know if she's wearing a barber, but she seems actually she seems to be wearing uh, what she's wearing when they invade. Uh, yeah, she's the, uh, what I guess is the final confrontation outfit. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Oh boy. Um, yeah, there's uh, you're being robbed, <laughs> Jason. I think. Uh, my roommate's doing dishes again. Sorry about that. I'll <laughs> lower my mic again. He's breaking the dishes. <laughs> so we got those ads. Uh, what else? Uh, what else is on the list there? We'll let, I'll let, I'll, we'll let you take the lead, Jason. You came prepared. Okay, and then uh, I'll, I'll go through. I'll do the things that came out before today and yesterday. And one of the things that came out was the London Sock Exchange. So they're its own sock company. They teamed up with 007 to release. Oh, yeah, the six socks. And I bought four of them. <laughs> I bought none because I'm, I'm, uh, I have thick calves. And they, usually these things, they, they, they squeeze you and they are not comfortable. But, uh, and they probably look deformed on my legs. Uh, but they're cute. I, I saw them. I'm like, oh, if I, I had uh, smaller legs. And um, they're, they're cute. They're affordable. They're not that expensive. Um, so there were six of them. So Which ones did you four, buy? The four I bought were the Aja. Yeah. The, the ivory cream tuxedo. The, you know, the with the pink, the pink background. Yep. I'm not sure if it's Golden Gun. I, I guess it's Golden Gun Respect or whatever. The Thunderball one. Yeah. And then this is no surprise to you. The the Sky Blue Spy Who Loved Me uh, pre-title oh. sequence. <laughs> and then the other two were the 
Bond in the black dinner jacket and a mark and another one that was a martini. But I didn't buy those two because I already had Ralph Lauren socks that looked just like that. So I was like, oh, money saves. I could just, I just need to buy four instead of six. Ooh, there's a Thunderball one. No, oh, he's uh, wearing the uh, swimsuit. The what's oh. the suit at the end? Very nice. I, I haven't bought any, but um, you're tempted. Yeah, I'm looking at them. They're not that expensive either. I mean, it's it's yeah. very affordable. I I'm always I think it's, for, I mean, for the number of debriefings you and I, Matthew, have said were like, ah, really cool product. Never gonna buy it. Too expensive. I've almost gotten into the habit of oh, Wolf, it has the 007 moniker on it. It's it's just gonna be. I'll be discouraged from from buying it. But no, these. This is affordable. I might actually I pick up some. And buy it from the. Don't buy it from the 007 store. Buy it from the London Sock Yeah, I was going to ask you. Store, yeah. these I'm there seven, now. I'm there now. The, uh, store, the they have, shipping is like $35 for shipping. There's six yeah. of them, and there are two boxes with, uh, with three. three each. I might just pick up both boxes, to be honest. Go for it. Mm. I mean, I bought Life. one box. Live shopping. So what I... So, what I did was I bought one box with three, which was Aja, the Tuxedo, and the Spy Who Loved Me. And then I bought Th- the Thunderball. I said extra as a fourth. Because, you know, because I like Thunderball. Thunderball. <laughs> and, my <middle> sc- <laughs> and my middle school teacher's in Thunderball. So, I was like, from Mr. Andrews, I had to buy it for him. Yeah. I, 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 I like how you had to defend the fact that you bought Thunderball because it's Thunderball. <laughs> uh, all right. No, I think I'll, 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 I'll pay attention to the recording. Maybe after we're done, I'll, I'll buy uh, those boxes. Um, but they're nice. They're nice. I, what, what would I say my favorite is? I do like the one, the blue one, where he's like holding the, the PPK. Um I like the odd job one too. I like the fact that it's green, like he's on the golf course. That's pretty neat. Oh like, yeah, that's. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They're 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 definitely worthy of purchase. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, on the op, on the opposite end of affordable, we got. These are much I, <laughs> much I, less I, affordable. Are the I have an three, idea what you're see. The three pairs of the Crockett and Jones shoes. Oh, mm-hmm. not what I expected. Hmm. That was a big announcement last week. I know Zeritsky was was really excited about that. That's that's his. That's like right up his alley, anyways. But uh, they're beautiful. I saw the pictures. I think uh, Harris Thomas posted some pictures of them as well. I don't know if he received a pair. He received. He received the black. The thing is, I can't tell the difference between the two black ones because, <laughs> I mean, like they're called the the one that David Zeritsky has, and it's this exact one that. You know, you see Bond in London when he comes out of the Aston Martin V8 Vantage uh, is the Highbury black, you know, the one where he wears with a gray suit. And then mm. there's another black Oxford. Uh, uh, and I think it's a more of a tuxedo shoe and it's called the James. And and I, I mean, I, obviously I could tell the details by looking at them side by side. But like, I don't know what the James is used for. To me, it looks like a tuxedo shoe. Dress shoes more than anything else, but I could be wrong. Correct me, David or Harris. And then the third uh, boot, third pair of shoes, and this is the one I would buy the most likely out of the three. It is the molten one that he wears during the Norway chase, and it's a brown, dark brown chucka boot. Mm. And yeah, that's no, just, chucka boots are pretty cool. 
I mean, that's more of my style, and I like the soul of that. She's contest that goody or welted souls, but I'm not gonna buy it because uh, I bought a exact pair, same pair oh. of, uh, from Italy that looks exactly like that for much better affordable price than the than the molten crocodile gems. But if I don't now that I'm not spending any more money anymore because I bought all the clothes that I need, I'm not traveling. Maybe I'll splurge on the molten shoes, but who knows? Yeah, well, that's the fun. The fun silver lining, maybe when everybody's on lockdown, it's like, well, I guess I'll buy myself some 007 socks now. I guess how <laughs> <laughs> I got myself a Seiko chronograph. No, it's not one of their more expensive watches. I'm not, oh, I'm not going crazy on watches, but uh, well, it's one of their chronographs. I have a th- nice. little thing for chronographs. It's a nice little watch. I'm more about a little fifteen dollar uh, Casio. You know, it's like, uh, but it's uh, like. You know, it's it's gone from saving up for for April to okay. Well, that's not happening for many many months. I guess I'll buy some clothing. I'll buy some shoes. Now it's like, well, London's not happening. Well, we knew this for a few weeks already, but London's not have some. Well, I guess I'll get myself a Seiko. I guess <laughs> it's just like I'm Good I save up, and then the big thing doesn't happen. So I'm like, well, I have this money. So <laughs> no Seiko chronographs are great. Like my first one. That I had, unfortunately, I lost it since uh, I was on its original battery for eleven years. Nice. So, nice. like, yeah, it's a great investment. Seikos are, yeah, Mid- Seikos are top notch. Yeah, but it's not the Seiko detour or debriefing or my debriefing. It's the Bond debriefing. No, the Crockett and Jones they look pretty swanky. I agree with you. I would probably go with the brown. Honestly, I'd probably go with the brown. Because like, because it's not like I wear suits every day, but like the brown uh, chukas, I could wear that. As a dress, as a dress, or I could wear now that winter and fall are on its way. It's very weather appropriate for here in Michigan. Mm. Yeah, chukka boots are are a bit of a thing these days. I find I don't know if that's because of James Bond or not, but I mean I was always a fan of chukka boots because of Steve McQueen, and I bought the exact pair that he wears in Bullet, mm. the the movie built Bullet, and I bought the the Matera chukkas that Bond wears in No Time to Die. You know? Once David identified, I was like, "Quick!" <laughs> they are really nice, though. Yeah, I gotta say, very nice. Really nice yeah. I think that's my favorite Banshee so far. Is the even though I haven't been to Matera or seen the film, but the Matera chuckles are very nice. Mm, no, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I agree. Might not buy them, but they they're pretty nice. And then uh, I'm going to just keep going because, like, you know, from, from what's come out is uh, today Bollinger released their a- advertisement. And it's the scene where Bond is in the garage and open takes the, takes the cover off his VA Vantage. And it's that scene in the trailer. And he's in the RGT jacket, denim. And I can't tell what boots they are, but it's probably Danners from my... But then on the side, there's there a box of Bollinger champagne. So that's... That was Bollinger's claim to fame. That that's a product. <laughs> I only did, noticed. No, go ahead, man. Did, go ahead. did they? Didn't they release already? Uh, a No Time to Die bottle. This oh yeah, their oh, second yeah. one this year. They had the one with the button and the, the cover that flips, and they they announced another one. I didn't check the prices for for those things, but I'm like, didn't you do this already? Um, thing is, like, I bought the Bollinger. I mean, granted, I have a good liquor store that i go to like a guy who has some 
fantastic deals. And I've bought Bollinger. I've never bought a Dom Perignon, by the way, but or or never drank one. But I've bought many bottles of Bollinger, and they're not as, or at least the prices that I buy them for are very well priced versus. I don't know how they how much because like I bought the Grand Dane from Casino Royale where he gives to Solange in in her house. Like I bought that pair that bottle and that's a very good drink. And I had the Bordeaux wine from the train scene, but yeah, Bollinger's are very good champagnes. I'll, it's not my favorite. I think Tattinger's my favorite. I like Tattinger better, but Bollinger's very good. I am not a a bit a, a champagne person. I don't. Uh, I'm a little bit plain Jane when it comes to alcohol to be honest with you if it's not beer I, I tend to get a little bit lost um, I enjoy champagne if you serve me a glass it's fine but uh, I, I'd be hard pressed to uh, this is probably one of the products that not not even because of the price tag but really just because I, I'm just not I'm not schooled in in the details I mean, of champagnes. I mean, champagne's also not a drink that you just drink at home on a on a Friday afternoon because you're like, oh hell, this week sucked. I, you know, <laughs> I'd rather yeah. I'd rather crack open a beer instead. Like, I mean, champagne has to be an event to drink it, and especially in this lockdown era, like, no one's gonna be <laughs> drinking champagne anytime soon. <laughs> Funny. Well, that would would does not does uh, I cannot speak this evening. Does that not make it a bit of an odd? release in that sense hmm, that is a good question that's a, a quick question release from, I, I i'm just like the it feels like this should be the bottle for the dvd release <laughs> the bottle for the dvd yeah, release. normally the dvd would have come out well, not in 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 November, but it would come out later. Maybe some, it's something that they would have launched to, to, to sort of faire mousser la sortie du DVD, and now it's just like, oh, we, we got all that wine that uh, with the no time to die stickers that we have to sell, so, ta-da! Well, what they could then, do is uh, give a DVD of the movie away if you buy a bottle of uh, Volta. <laughs> That's not that's, a bad that's actually a good idea. That's a, that's a brilliant idea. idea. But uh, quick trivia for you guys: What was the first Bond film in which Bollinger was first featured? In? I didn't know this until I went to their Instagram page. Um, can I, I? I think it's The Spy Who Loved Me. I'm gonna say Goldfinger. Matt was closer. It's uh, from Moonraker. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Oh, God damn it. I, when, I remember uh, when, they sold that, that, that Moonraker bottle that uh, is... Oh, uh, they did. Yeah, they sold one uh, this year. Last year, $4,000 for the bottle because it was in the shape of the Moonraker, Moonraker shuttle. Oh, I didn't know mm. that. I'm going to look that up. I mean, because like, I read a official Bollinger statement that said, like, uh, Bollinger is a proud partner with James Bond for the past 40 years. I was like, oh, 40 years? I was like, really? That, that, I was like, is it that long, mm. that short? And then I was like, oh, 79. So yeah, it's 40, 41 years. Yeah, you're right. I think, isn't it the scene where he uh, sneaks into uh, Holly Goodhead's hotel room and he says, Bollinger, if it was such and such year, you were expecting me. Something I like thought, that. I thought that was Perignon, but then the only official, the official, uh, I mean, I could be wrong. Let me check after this recording, but uh, the official Bollinger advertisement is 
when Jaws and what's his girlfriend's name? Oh, uh, Dolly, yes. Dolly, uh, when, they're the, when they're in the space station and he cracks open oh, the bottle. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's, the average, that's the claim to fame moment. <laughs> hey, you got to make inroads somewhere. Yeah. You got to you start from the bottom when you're a team. It's like John Glenn. You start from the bottom. So at some point, you direct. If you're Bollinger, you're Jaws and, and Dolly's champagne of choice 40 years later you're the champagne of no time to die that's how it works because <laughs> i definitely remember i mean I, I remember i first got into bollinger because of license to kill when dalton arrives into the hotel in isthmus city he's like oh bollinger can i get a bottle of bollinger rd right now and that was their claim but I, and and one another picture another because we today was just overloads of images so we got the bollinger uh garage scene image the second image i saw maybe five ten minutes after that release was omega released an ad of daniel craig and his henley and combat outfit mm. without the yeah. without the suits the outfit i always call the peaky blinders outfit because it's a henley mm. and a suspenders That's and right. it's just like oh and then he has the omega on and it's just a i was like Bond is ready for combat, and that's the ad. And well, was, I mean, I, I like the picture; it looked really badass. And it's a it's a scene in the trailer where uh, he walks down the corridor and looks like a gun barrel, and he's like mm. walking down that. I like that. So moment. it's that. I did too, and I mean, we discussed that in detail. So it's like it's that scene, and that's like Omega's like advertisement today. And the final picture that I saw, and this was released by Eon themselves, is when Madeline's in her flat, or what I presume to be her flat, and she receives the box with Saffin's mask. Mm. Although they advertise it as what's in the box, which got a lot of fantastic answers. I've heard, I've seen all sorts of things like a COVID vaccine and stuff like that. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> People I mean, really uh... went to the nines with that one. Or I, I want to check out that comment section, but like uh, obviously, the all, the what's in the box? That's always the famous seven scene, you know, mm. you know, with Kevin Spacey and Brad Pitt at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of an ending. Maybe that's the last scene of the movie, and it's uh, Saffin's head. I don't know. Oh, well, no, we know what it is. It's the mask, right? It's true. We've, we've seen it in the damn trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bizarre marketing move. What's in the box? You mean the box Chocolates? that we see her open in the trailer? That box? But speak, but speaking of Seven's mascot, Eon, oh, so this is the one I skipped, uh, is Eon a while back ago uh, released the Seven mask as a keychain. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, this is not terribly priced. And, you know, I may consider, but I really like the, I didn't, I like that one, but I like the, when I went on the, website eon website and checked out the keychains i i really dig the uh the specter baron baron samdi mask keychain the best it's a good one it's a good one i didn't end up buying it although i mean it's still on sale it's not like it's sold out or anything but uh yeah i haven't pulled the plug yet uh again it's a little bit strange like we haven't seen the freaking movie so like i think that's why i'm holding back i'm like well maybe the mask is stupid in the movie like i don't know i haven't seen the movie it's a cool looking mask and it looks awesome in the trailers but it could be a piece of shit in the film like, i don't know <laughs> but speaking of things yeah that's because i bought a lot of stuff from no time from the no time to die uh product placement because i bought the q swatch obviously and 
and from the Omega ad, I'm going to go back to the Omega ad quickly, is uh, the scene where he's like driving, where he's piloting the, the canoe to what's presumably Cuba, and he's wearing the barber uh, jacket mm. and the blue cap. Mm. I bought that. I bought that exact barber jacket because like i found it on the barber site for a stupid price for a stupid low <laughs> price i was like because initially i was like you know if it's not gonna make i mean initially i was like oh i don't know what's what impact it's gonna be on the film but then i could at least confidently say it's it's the jacket that he wears when he first meets anna the arm so i was like it's my anna barber anna barber okay there you go <laughs> you That's know a, what this I, bomb girl's name anna barber yes yeah <laughs> and then the and then the blue cap, uh, I, I've become more recently into more caps lately because I was never really a hat person. But uh, for the blue cap, I didn't buy the exact barber cap that people identified. But since I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan, sorry, Edgar, I bought that hmm. hat. It's a Navy. It's a, same, it's a Navy hat. So I was like, oh, with the barber jacket and the Tottenham hat, that outfit works. Well, that's, I have no comment. Um, no comment. <laughs> Um, but you know it's funny when in the Omega ad when Bond is in the little boat there I actually thought that was like the first time I saw it I didn't clue in that it was Daniel Craig because he's wearing a cap I was like wow I mean Bond doesn't wear caps very often I don't it might not be the first time I want to say Roger wears one at some point but I don't remember when but uh, it just said uh, so out of the ordinary for Bond that. I, but it was only the second time I saw the ad that oh no, that's an actual clip from the movie. He's wearing a cap. That's interesting. It's not very Bondian. I wonder why he's doing that. I, I, I one in Goldfinger, and Roger Moore wears sort of a hat when he's horseback riding. That is mm. true. True. Mm. Mm. I mean, Con- Connery wears one where he play- when he plays golf but what's the other moment you're talking about matthew what other moment in uh if you do a kill when he's uh it's not really a a cap per se but the horse yeah yeah i mean i personally like that that outfit the barber and the cap because uh it really evoked the steve mcqueen and thomas crown affair when he's in the glider with the parasol sunglasses Mm. the Mm. navy jacket and the hat yeah, it's a great jacket. I like the jacket he's wearing uh, when he un- uncovers the uh, the Vantage. I think that's a great jacket, too. I've, I've been online to see. I think it's sold out. I don't think you can buy it, but but uh, it looks fantastic. If I can oh, find I... something that echoes that jacket, I would, at a lower price, like a bargain version that echoes that jacket, which I'm pretty oddly good at finding for certain things I, I i'd buy one definitely it looks cool i mean uh i have a jacket that matt that resembles very similar to that so that's why i've been holding off from buying the rgt jacket that exact vintage yeah. yeah i mean mm. but but i but i always tell everybody such as luke from bond's apartment or herman from bond every day is uh if that jacket makes a bad at if bond is wearing that jacket in a badass aston martin vh Vantage chasing that I'm buying in a heartbeat. <laughs> but but all we know, he's just walking down a corridor, opens a garage, and that, that could be the end of it. But you know, I mean, it's a nice jacket, but it needs to make an impact on the film for me to buy it. Oh, fair enough. I, one thing I never noticed in that shot was see the guy going back to the Bollinger, he has boxes of Bollinger stacked. 
<laughs> How many of these things hey, does he buy? <laughs> do you want him to die of thirst? No, certainly not. But uh, he has no what? time to die anyways. But uh... Speaking of that, I mean, that's all I have for the advertisements. But let's go back to that scene. Is uh, Where is that scene at? Do you think it's in London? Do you think it's in Jamaica? Or, or some secret safe house in Norway? I don't know. It's funny. We uh, we recently recorded an episode with um, with uh, Emery, and it was a book. It was a one of Gardner's novels, and one of the topics we brought up in that conversation was Gardner is introducing the notion of Bond having safe houses uh, around the world. He has one. Uh, where's his safe house in that book? Hong Kong? Is it in Hong Kong or is it in in in, in London? Uh, not London. What the hell am I saying? In Ireland? I think he has a safe house in Ireland in that book. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's a safe house in Norway. I think that would be cool. I think that would actually echo in some parts, you know, a real spy craft. That's a hell of a safe house. Boxes of Bollinger and an Aston Martin V8 Vantage. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to rule out either Italy or I'm definitely going to rule out Jamaica because I, I don't know why anyone would wear such a thick jacket in that tropical climate but uh it could be norway or i don't think it's london i mean but or the uk for the lack of a better word but uh i'm debating between italy or norway but i'm leaning more towards norway mm. yeah that would be uh that would be quite something hey you're right there matt matt what is he just you're right I think we're losing Matt. Uh, I don't think he can hear us. Um, I, chat. Yeah, oh. I'm going to chat him. Oh, no, okay, I just heard him. Oh. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yes. uh, we, were just talking about, we were just talking about safe houses that Bond would have, and I'm thinking the V8 Vantage is in a, either Norway or Italy's safe house. Yeah, we'll see when the movie's released. Honestly. <laughs> I'm done speculating. It's been a long time. <laughs> And uh, I, 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 I honestly, I, I don't care. I just want to see the movie. Um, yeah, you and me both. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. And uh, um, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Uh, thank you for allowing me to talk. Um, yeah. Have you seen? Uh, they they're releasing a new version of uh, the uh, the uh, octopusy uh, dress. Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw that from Jocelyn's, from Lady Supan's uh, Instagram uh, uh, story, and apparently it's a mid, so it's not the full like down to the ankle gown, but it's like a mid, mid, mid yeah. length gown thing. It, it, and there's gonna be hundred uh, half the length and same price. Uh, and it's it's gonna there's gonna be a hundred, and Edgar this time there's gonna be hundred seven copies instead of seven or however many there were. Oh, well, at least. At least I have a chance to buy one this time. Yeah. Because yeah. I was very really disappointed the last time. Yeah, I know. You would have looked good in that. I'm Why almost tempted. I mean, uh, I hope you, when Mob Adams visits Baltimore next time, uh, I hope you wear that when we go meet her. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Let's start a fun. <laughs> Get Edgar to meet. Uh, I'll be on my best little octopusy behavior. I mean, you—I mean, you have a place to stay in my house in Baltimore, Seth. So. I appreciate that. I'll get myself one of those little wash-off um, 
uh, Tat- tattoos oh, there. Tattoos. Just just so someone oh, what's that? It's my little octopusy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I did. I did see that. That that that, that didn't exactly get me super excited. But it's I, I like it when they at least release things that are a little bit more. Well, this is more than a little bit geared towards women. Then again, it's twenty twenty. I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, but it's nice when they release things that are geared more towards women. <laughs> again, uh, the, it's so overpriced. But at the same time, there are more. But at the same time, if you're a woman. Uh, everything's overpriced with bond, but this is like, uh, yeah, you make one product that's decent every once in a while for a woman, and just charge them up to wazoo. I'm like, eh. I don't and know. then speaking of women's outfits, uh, I because like obviously I don't know women's clothing that well, but uh, I know the white dress slash I don't the white dress that uh, Leia said Madeline wears in Matera. Uh, the with the buttons down the, I know someone identified that as Massimo Duty, and I was like, yes, uh, a Bond, a uh, character in Bond is wearing one of my favorite brands, so that made me happy, mm. and it's very affordable too. It's not like, it. I'll tell you, it costs ten of the price as the Octopus again, or maybe less. That's good to know. Well, yeah, but Madeline is a reasonable character. She's not. Uh, she's not like Bond. She's not a spendthrift. She doesn't splurge like Bond. Stacks of Bollingers. I'm sorry. I I have to. I just remembered something, and we haven't discussed, and I feel bad that we haven't. Um, Go for it. That's um, why there's three of us. Yes, but uh, it's uh, we we spent like uh, 45 minutes last time on uh, when we lost uh, uh, a Bond girl. We lost a Bond villain a couple Mm -hmm. days ago. We lost Michael Longsdale, aka Hugo Drax. Uh, Yeah, it's a it's a Major villain. He had great lines and a very long career in both in American international films and uh, in French films. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was sad not to have uh, met him. Uh, I asked Jean if he if he had. He hasn't, but he heard that apparently he was super nice um, when fans met him. Um, I've heard yeah. of that too. I mean, oh yeah, Michael Lonsdale's a terrific actor, and uh, obviously, twenty twenty is such a travesty of a year. But uh, no, but and I, I know I mentioned Moonraker when we were talking about Bollinger, but but man, Michael Lonsdale had a hell of a career because before Bond, uh, he started as uh, Commissioner Lavelle or Detective Lavelle in The Day of the Jackal, where he's hunting mm-hmm. down Edward Fox's jackal. Who was originally supposed to be played by Roger Moore by the time, by the way. Really? I mean, not. Yeah. But then uh, the director said, You're too handsome to. Because, like, the jackal was supposed to be, like, be able to hide in plain sight. And the director said, You're too devon there and charming to hide in plain sight, Roger. So it doesn't make sense. And then <laughs> Roger's like, You know what? You're right. And then, the, I mean, Edward Fox was. I mean, Edward Fox was better as the jackal than he was as M and Never Say It Never Again. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. not saying much. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Well, Michael Lonsdale's very good in that film. I remember seeing that. This is years ago, but I remember he left much a uh, quite an impression on me. I think it was the first movie. It was for his first movie that wasn't Moonraker. Obviously, I'd seen Moonraker already. Uh, that that was probably the one that opened my eyes to his his talent. It's it's a great performance in Moonraker, but 
there's there's that there's he has a little scene in munich he's in diving but diving bell and the butterfly i think yeah. i saw uh, ronan he was he was in ronan he was one of three villains in ronan mm-hmm. he was the guy who cure he was the guy who cures uh robert de niro after he gets the gunshot and he has like all the samurai miniature samurai collection in his house yeah so that's Moonrake. that's his role in uh ronan and i really liked him in uh because we did the full Anthony Hopkins Zorro detour, I really, really liked him in uh, Remains of the Day, where Anthony Hopkins plays a butler, and I forget hit the character he played, but I was like, when I saw, I was like, oh, that's Michael Lonsdale from a uh, Moonraker, and and he was good in his last performance that he was acclaimed was a French film called of Gods and Men, and he won the Caesar Award for that, and in Munich, as you mentioned, uh, he he had a brief role in that, and he played. Dominic Green's father or Matthew Amarik's father. Mm. So I've been joking with the Bond fans. I was like, oh, because Hugo Drax failed in his mission. Uh, Dominic Green is one of the offsprings from Moonraker that got that sent <laughs> back to Earth. And, I and he doesn't fit the description of the like Ubermensch that they were trying to produce. So I disagree with that, sir. <laughs> but he was going for environment. That's why he was such an environmentalist. So that's why that was just my fun fan theory. I was like, He's one of my. He's Hugo Drax's offspring. <laughs> it looks like he's one of the. Uh, looks like he's one of the priests in the name of the Rose, but I don't remember oh, him in that really? movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, now that you're saying that, I, I do remember that movie. That's a. That's a, that's another one for for a detour eventually. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a detour detour movie. He's actually in another movie with Mathieu Amalric called The Heartbeat Detector. I feel like I've seen that, actually. Anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, rest in, in peace. Um, Michael Lonsdale, uh, he's uh, floating up there in his Moonraker station. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, he, he was, you know, it's Moonraker is one of those movies that's very easy to bash, but... He's great in that movie, though. He is great. Yeah, in that he's movie. great in that. Juicy lines, very, very juicy lines, and and the dry delivery makes them even better, actually. I mean, I watched that film when I was eleven on my eleventh birthday in nineteen ninety nine, and uh, at the time, me and my friends came back from a laser tag party at a laser tag station, and and after the laser tag, we went to Blockbuster to rent Moonraker and. Because that was one of the bomb films that none of us had seen, and obviously, I'm speaking as an 11 year old kid, not as an educated engineer that I am. But the laser finale, all of us were enthralled and excited <laughs> when that happened. Mm. That's a hell of a sequence. It's a, it's a well, we, we last at uh, the 2019 Comic Con, Moonraker was one of the films we presented because it was a, it was an anniversary film in 2000 years, and we, I remember her doing the research. You know, spent like five minutes on the movie, but I remember doing the reading about how they got a lot of those effects shots done. It was very old school, very long, very painstaking, but shit, man, you won't tell me the money's not on the screen. (laughs) It's definitely there. Those effects look good. Like maybe the miniature stuff looks great. Uh, The the space battle, you you see some of the wires, but the the models, mucho. Which are excellent. Uh, I mean, it's a very fun film to get into. And Javier Bardem said uh, it was a film that got him to be a James Bond fan. So it obviously has its impact on the franchise. 
so what else do we have to talk about? Uh, I'm, I'm sort of uh, rambling on here. Uh, I bought my coasters, my Casino Royale coasters. Uh, Where did you buy those? I, 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 I bought ask. those because I didn't go on. As you stated, the, the 007 store, as much as I like going there and looking at the stuff you can buy, when it comes to shipping, it's... It, they burn it's you. Tense. It, 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 really, it rapes it's you up ridiculous. the ass. Yeah, they <laughs> PG thirteen, so G thirteen, Jason, uh, <laughs> but it's it's expensive. It's a website. I recommend that you go. They don't have that much stuff, but it, it, you don't pay shipping. Uh, so I paid fourteen dollars Canadian, no shipping included. Merchoid, M E R C H O I D. It's official mis- merchandise. Uh, Merchoid. Merchoid.com. Uh, you do have a small sample. Of uh, James Bond stuff, uh, they have that. They have I don't remember honestly. I went there and it was fourteen dollars. I clicked buy, whoop, and uh, two weeks later, it's in. It, it's on my computer desk. At least one of them. So it's, it's a four coaster sets, and uh, it's it's pretty. It's plastic. It's pretty thick, robust. Uh, I kind of dig it. And uh, nice. so, what else did I buy that I got? That I oh, I got my my. <laughs> I ordered um, a mask, uh, James Bond uh, mask from Merchoid, and everyone on Instagram has commented, it looks like my nose is bleeding. And sort of, oh, <laughs> the gun barrel, and there's like blood, <laughs> blood's dripping. I'm like, I kind of does like that. I don't care. I started having the same like four masks, um, looking to expand my collection, and I finally got. The book of Bond. I don't know if you've heard about that book. I've been l- looking to to get it. It's the same guy that wrote uh, the uh, expansion, uh, extended universe uh, novel, Colonel Sun. And I'm just gonna read you this passage because I want to. Re- I read that to Edgar, and I was like, oh god, it, it's really very, very tongue in cheek. It tells you what you should try and achieve to look like James Bond. Um, it says hair must be black. If, if yours isn't, dye it. Then work away with brush and setting lotion so that a thick black coma of it falls over, down over the right eyebrow. If it's in deficient in quantity, you're in difficulties. Sean Connery can carry off a toupee, but real life holds many challenges, many dangers of detection. She <laughs> you decide to on a wig, go to, and they give you the names of. <laughs> The, the, the wig stores it's very it's a very tongue it's super expensive the first edition come goes like crazy money for a book that's sadly out of print and i bought a second like edition uh, sort of a paperback edition and i paid like 18 dollars for it it's still nice. expensive but uh I'm, I, I'm i'm super happy i wanted to get this book for a while now i have it uh i'm looking forward to getting like all the the novel, the Bond novels, to one day in my collection. Okay, it's not that hard to get, but this one was harder to get than uh, a lot of the other ones. Eighteen bucks for a hard to find is not too bad, actually. Yeah, no, it was when I I saw it, the click buy, home. It's home now. So yeah, that's uh, did you guys buy anything new? Uh, well, no, I mean, I, I, like I said, I have no, not really, I, not, not James Bond things. That's, I've been buying other things uh, recently. But I mean, besides the barber jacket, I bought the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the Spectre Mexico City suit, not the Tom Ford actual, but 
alternative version from a from a brand that I frequent a lot, so I was really happy. Which brand? Brooks Brothers. Brooks Brothers, okay. Yeah. And then Matt Spazer orders that brand too, so I was like, yes. And then it it, it had a massive ass sale, so I was like, quick. And then and it was it was the right size too, because it was the slim down size. I was like, yes, I could fit into this now. Because previously, mm. I, even back in February, I couldn't fit into this suit, but I can now. So I was like, yes. F forty five for the win. I have no Bond-related purchases other than, I guess, a Seiko. It's oh, not what Roger wears, but I have a Seiko, so that's my I'm Bond. I'm getting a text from uh, from uh, Mr. White. Mr. Blanco. Is it Monsieur Blanco? No, it's not Monsieur Blanco. It's Monsieur Blanco, not Monsieur Blanco. Senor Blanco? Senor Blanco. Senor Signal. Um, so yeah, uh, we we do have people everywhere. We have uh, the James Bond complex. Uh, look, uh, I even have our business cards to help me and not mess this up. So <laughs> James Bond I still messed it up. Uh, the JamesBondComplex.com, which is also our Tumblr account, on Instagram where the James Bond Complex on Twitter, it's simply the Bond Complex. On Facebook, it's the James Bond Complex. And um, where else are we? Oh, we're on Anchor. That's feeding uh, mm-hmm. us. Uh, we're also on all your podcast distributing platforms, I think. On Google Play, uh, which Apple. now is Music, Apple. I remember five times. Spotify. Spotify, yes. I, I, I use Spotify now. I've stopped using using uh, YouTube music. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Personally, I am on Instagram at MattOclair007, Matt with two Ts. Edgar? I am at Edgar Chapu SOS on Instagram. And I'm at, I'm on JSXON88 on Instagram, where you can see pictures that are related to filming, film, and everything in between. And I may or may not post another picture that's no time to die related in the coming weeks or this week. Oh, tease. Oh, and maybe just before we sign off here, maybe ask, since this is going up on Wednesday, the 30th of September, get people to go to what Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, subscribe to the Casino Royale Fan Commentary. That is the name of the show, the Casino Royale Fan Commentary. So, yeah. Uh, this that's launching as of next. Uh, yeah, Monday. Well, part, it's coming out in parts, but it starts Monday, uh, the 5th, October 5th, for Global James Bond Day. Yes. Alors, avec tout ça, uh, je vous souhaite une bonne soirée. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Merci. Toujours un, pré- uh, lala, toujours un plaisir. À la prochaine. Hasta la prochaine. Tiro, Joseph, Kamsamida. Anyo, Ingeseo. Arigato. Matane.